This is the center stage of Moto Podcasts. Welcome to the Moto Limited Show, presented by Street Race Solutions and Backyard Designs. Live from Brisbane, Australia, here are your hosts, Trent Marr and Nick Still. Welcome, guys, to a very special edition of the Moto Limited Show presented by Street Race Solutions and Backyard Design. Nick, very special edition here. We're pretty excited to get this one underway. Absolutely. Really, really excited for this, but we can't do it without our partners here at the Moto Limited Show. Roo Systems, Street Race Solutions, Backyard Designs, National Lunar, KTR, Pirelli Tires, Queensland Bike and Four Drive, MPE Suspension, and iPone Motorcycle Oils, Trent. Yeah, so if you're watching or listening to this, you know that the conversation that's about to come up is with the very special... Page and Christian Craig. We got to sit down with them for an hour, Nick, before they went off to a team dinner uh, before Mount Morris here. So we're very, very uh, excited and honored to them to give us that time, an hour of their time, uh, especially before they've got to go racing next uh, tomorrow. So we're very, very privileged for that. This is available on the Moto Limited Show Facebook page, YouTube channel, as well as the archive will be available on Spotify and Apple Podcast as well always and if you check out motolimitedshow.com all of our links to all our partners are on there as well as how to listen to this show as well as some merch is on there and all our giveaway products as well as on there as part of the live show that we do Monday night uh, 6 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Nick, if you want to check that one out as well, if you haven't already listened to that, go and check it out. So that's what we've got coming. So check out motolimitedshow.com but Nick, Paige and Christian Craig, that's a We've, we pre-recorded this. We're putting the intro at the, the uh, back end, but uh, it's a pretty cool chat. Absolutely. Both of us massive fans of Christian and, and Paige, both of social media and obviously a motorcycle racing and sort of the vlogs they create. So a uh, big bucket list item, I think, Trent, to, to have a conversation and uh, just dive a little bit into the career. I think I think Christian's story is left untold way too many times. So it's cool to so bring it back up a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, we only had an hour with him. There's so much that we missed out on, Nick. We, uh, we're hoping to maybe get him back on again for... Uh, a little bit deeper dive when they got some some extra time uh, to go through some other stuff that we missed. But a uh, good little one-hour chat with them. It was, uh, uh, you know, very insightful. We got a lot of information that we didn't know and probably people out there didn't know as well. So, that's enough from us, Nick. Let's get to our interview with uh, Paige and Christian Craig. Let's do it. Here he comes. Down the final rhythm section. Last corner. Jagger, you dead did it. Christian Craig's a winner. Ah, look at that. Two mechanics hugging it out. What a race here tonight. Geico Honda on top finally for the first time this season. Christian Craig, all that emotion. Jeff, as you talked about, you know, him as a young son watching his dad, all the stuff they've gone through as a family. He knows the highs and lows of this sport as well as anybody. And here he is now, a winner in Monster Energy Supercross, Christian Craig, getting it done in Arizona. Oh, the emotion of the victory here tonight. Christian Craig and his wife Paige celebrating. Paige, the daughter of team owner Jeff Marshak, who is also here. 
And boy, she knows all the hard work that her husband has gone through to get to the top step of that podium. All righty, guys. As promised here on the Moto Limited show, we are joined by two people that Nick still here is massive fans of. And we've already had that in the pre-discussion here. We are joined all the way from Mount Morris, Pennsylvania. We have Paige and Christian Craig. Hey, guys. How are you? We're good. What's up? We're good. This is uh this is a big deal for Nick as we discussed earlier on. He's got uh he's got a list of notes of things and we're like he's like we've got an hour with them before their team dinner and I'm like well <laughs> you got a lot of notes there for an hour's worth of content. Oh, dude, the more I kept digging, I was just like I don't know where to start or where to stop. So where do you think we should start? Well, let's start at the beginning. Uh, obviously, uh, Christian, you know, one of the highest profile riders we have in the sport right now. And, and um, you know, starting with where you grew up riding in, in Southern California, your dad was obviously a, a really quick pro rider back in the day that, you know, I go back and watch that early 90s Dude, stuff. No, 94 Tampa. Oh, it's so cool watching it. And it's, and it's so cool now watching you do the same thing. So how did you transition into riding a dirt bike and then, you know, getting on this path of where you are now um well obviously i grew up doing what what my son's doing right now he's he's here at the races with me i grew up doing this um wasn't really into it till i was later later in my career like or later in age probably at 10 or 11 um yeah. and that's where that's where it kind of started um i started wanting to race from then and then it gets got more and more serious and i saw kind of a future and um yeah then i started winning and, and the rest is kind of history but yeah, I mean, I think it all just started just growing up around it. That's the number one thing. You just you're at the races, whether you want to be or not want to be. So, um, no, I love it. Um, the more and more I do it, more years I come back to to these rounds, um, more fun I have. So it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously, as you said, having your son there at the races now, kind of, you know, another generation on, like it must be pretty cool to think it, and like when he's looking at stuff you go i can remember that same feeling when i was at the track watching all the stuff going by and just being so mesmerized by it so it must be cool to have that now uh full circle exactly i mean i remember being five six years old like he is um running around the pits doing crazy things and he's doing the exact same thing so i just sit back and laugh you know i'm like you know he's causing ruckus inside the rigs you know uh bringing dirt in pissing people off but i'm like you know what he's six and he's having fun and and uh you know a lot of kids would love to be in his shoes so he's lucky for sure absolutely like i'm sure we're probably going to get into the back injury but coming out of the back injury and after retirement one of the major reasons for returning to the sport was jager wasn't it like you didn't want to see your son grow up and, and see you not live out your dream of being a professional dirt bike rider so it was that having a child did that change absolutely everything leading into the rest of your career that you're living in now yeah i think i think once you know jerry came along um it sparked that fire that was in there underneath all the all the injuries i dealt with um obviously the back injury took me out for a long time and and i still you know to this day mentally just remember that and and it does hinder me a little bit so um i have overcome a lot of stuff but um you know those injuries and just stuff that's added on it's tough to overcome so but jagger you know he's the one that, that got me fired up to go race again um i i saw an opening and and i took it and ran with it so it's been a a good second kind of run with it um and it's been fun uh, I, I mean obviously I, i'm 
at the peak, I feel like, of my career right now and I just want to keep it going. Yeah, for sure. And Paige, same sort of question to you. You know, your your dad, Jeff, has, has been in and around the sport for a lot of years now and uh, with obviously the Geico team and that sort of stuff. But how did you get introduced to racing and, and the sport? And then obviously, we're going to ask how you and Christian met later on. But how did you kind of get into the sport and realize what motocross and, and supercross was all about? My dad started the team. I, I don't even know. Do you know how old I was? No, early 2000s. I think yeah. that he- yeah so like i feel like my whole life i've like been around it and it's just been like normal like it was never like any kind of like royalty or like any it wasn't like cool at all to me like that's just like what we did like i would like miss school dances like at at school to like go to anaheim with my dad and like i just like love to do that like just like spending time with like my dad um so it's just crazy to like live out like my dad's riders were always like big brothers to me yeah. And cause like, we were all like that team was like so close. Um, so it's crazy to be like part of that, like in a new way now, like, yeah. cause now obviously Christian's a writer. So I'm like experiencing it from like a different level now. So it's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's super cool. And and then obviously as, as Christian was alluding to having the, the kids there and floating around the races, you can kind of relate to that in a sense as well as you were sort of young and I said, missing school dances to go to the races. You can kind of see it from their point of view as well, being around the, the trucks and, and the race, yeah. you know, obviously uh, dad racing and do his career. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's super cool to be able to experience it through like two different perspectives. Well, like you were just saying, Always loving to go to Anaheim. Anaheim 2, 2012. Is that a year that's going to be a lot more special than any other year? That's the year? Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> Told you, he's done the research. Yeah. Can, can you, I was like, like, how, how did that happen? I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, she was thinking, it was like, did you win that year? Or I'm like, 2012, he definitely didn't win. Oh, oh hey, she, you won, bro. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did win that, that night. I was, separate. I was sitting in the, in the stands with the cast. Um, and then this blonde girl just catches my eye and I couldn't get my eyes off of her. So that's kind of the start of where it all, where it all started. So, um, uh, pretty cool, pretty cool how that happened. But I mean, I think it all happened for a reason. Absolutely. And then it wasn't, how long after that was the back injury? No, my back injury is before that. Before, so before my back that. Injury, yeah. Yeah. My back injury was in 2009 yeah. and then I'm all of 2010 and then I came back 2011 and then it just was minor injuries pretty much nonstop from yep. then until I, I stepped away from racing, you know? Now, the back injury, one thing I've been told a few times about it was you had no pain medication when you were on the track all the way yeah. to the hospital. Dude, was that like just freaking incredible or were you just like, yeah, people it, think you were yeah, lying? I mean, what, what was it about? No, because they, they couldn't physically see anything broken. You know, and I guess that's kind of the rule to you wait until you get x-rays. And so it felt like forever um, once I had to go get an MRI. And once I came out of the MRI, they pretty much were like, do not move. You're going into surgery right now. You know, we don't know if you'll ever walk again. We have to tell you this. You know, we don't know how the surgery is going to go. We're going to open you up and see how it goes. But, yeah, one of the scariest one of the scariest days of my life, just sitting on a track, um, you know, just not knowing how my future is going to go from that or if I'm ever going to walk again. Go, going back and, and obviously racing Supercross and winning races now, it's still got to be inside your head, surely, that you've got to have that day somewhere stored in your head 
there? Like, how do you subconsciously keep that out of your emotions? No, I, I think it'll always, it always be in my head, you know, no matter how, how much I try to block it out. Um, but the biggest thing is, is, is it wasn't my fault. It was the bike's problem. The bike yeah. shut off. The valve stem was so, on, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. No, the valve. Yes. The valve, uh, something in the valve shut off and it literally was just like, a, I pushed the kill switch and it just <laughs> shut the front end down and I had to jump off. So not good. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing is like, I can control what I can, you know, on the track when the bike's running, you know, I'm in full control. So that's what uh, keeps me going is like, you know, and, and, and I'm pretty well aware now, um, probably more than a lot of other riders of when the bike is kind of being weird and acting up, um, I can kind of feel stuff going before it should, you know, and I'll feel, uh, say I miss shift and I'm like, Hey, some of the transmissions messed up and then we'll park it. And they'll be like, dude, yeah, your fourth gear was shutting off, you know, your fourth gear was out. So That's just little stuff like that. I think I'm, I'm way more aware than, than a lot of other riders. Yeah, for sure. And that's, you know, and that comes from years of racing when I was you know, doing my research where Nick, I don't know if you noticed this, but Christian and I are like a very similar in age. Like he's only like a few weeks Dude, old. I know. 91. <laughs> I looked at it. I was just like, you're yeah. joking. Like. Yeah. I was like, geez, yeah, that close in age. Like I feel so young compared because you've been, you've done so much and I'm like relatively new into doing all this. And I'm like, yeah, we're the same age. That's cool. But, uh, but I, I feel old in the sport in a way. Cause I have been around for so long, but I've, I've been like pretty much gone quite a bit too. Like a lot of injuries, a lot of missing so many races I've, and then I stepped away for two years too. So I do feel like I'm young in that sense of, of career wise, but think, obviously I'm older. I think it's just the persona of, Oh, you've been in the two fifty class for ages. But like you said, there was a, there was a, a list of years there. We were honestly, you spend more time on the couch and you did the racetrack. And that's probably what gives the persona of, oh, he's been in the 250 class for ages, but like, yeah. like, like we've spoken about how many times, like your 450 career, dude, it's going to be incredible. Like that's the only, yeah, way, yeah. That's the only way of saying it. Yeah. You're only, you're always going to get the haters. Um, yeah. the people that just want to bash on you no matter what. Um, so you can't win it all. Um, I'm just happy that I'm racing whether 250 or 450. So yeah. I'm going to, you know, do what I can and try to win whatever class I'm in. Yeah. Now, like you said, you're always going to have haters going back to like Geico Honda. You would have always had people out there saying, Oh, you're only, you're only getting rides. You're only getting rides because yeah. of, because of the family. Dude, the way I see that is you have to work twice as hard to prove yourself to be able to keep that contract because it's other people there as well. So that's like, is that something you, you, you sort of got a lot when you were with Geico Honda that there was a whole family based and that was the reason there was a ride continuing? Yeah. And I think it, it bugged both of us quite a bit early on. Um, but after a while, you're just kind of like, yeah, yeah, you know, look at my results. Yeah. You know, it's not like I'm just squeaking into the main events and going, you know, barely in top 20. I, I'm on the podium. So I've, I've fully earned the ride. But yeah, early on when I did get on that team, that was, pretty big deal and just trying to block that out obviously yeah yeah absolutely yeah i want to i want to talk a little bit more about your career christian and um nick's got some family stuff he wants to get into with Paige, that's for sure but my biggest thing and you guys probably can both answer this but 2016 that year i feel like especially for me i was a christian craig fan before but then i was really like man christian is the real deal that's you know obviously you get your first win at glendale Anaheim too, you battle with Cooper in that insane battle that 
I still, I went back and watched it this morning and I'm like, <laughs> so this, oh, this is epic, dude. Like you don't even see racing like this anymore, but I feel like that was the breakout for you where you sort of put yourself, as said, you know, b- going off the back of what Nick said, you know, this is where you're like, yeah, I'm meant to be on this bike. I'm meant yeah. to be on this ride. And you sort of proved it to yourself. Yeah. So just explain that sort of period where it sort of felt like from the outside, looked like it just clicked and everything sort of come together. Yeah, I think that was all just bottled up for so long and and got hindered by injuries and just uh, me getting burnt out in a way. Um, so finally to have that breakout ride, that's that was years in the making. And I knew when I was in Minnesota working construction that that was possible. And that's what kept, you know, fired me up is like, I, I can do it. So um, to finally get that in off my chest and just get that first podium. And then I kept the ball rolling, got my first win. Um, man, I mean, that's, that's what I've been working so hard for. That's what I dreamed of when I was a little kid. So yeah, it's awesome feeling for sure. One of the, one of the things I sort of take from, from that win, and I don't know if you remember this trend, but Ralph Sheehan, when he was talking about Jager, he's like, Jager, your dad did it. Like, <laughs> oh, like, I still <laughs> cry when I listen to that. Like I, that's got to be like really, really special to the both of you, obviously, because it, that's that's so much family orientation right there, and like that's what that's what the commentary broadcast team is sort of delivering to fans, and that's sort of something we've got to watch with your YouTube channel. So hearing him say that, dude, that's like one thing that sort of stuck in my head was Jaggy, your dad did it. Like it was just yeah, I, for you guys, that must be just like speechless. I would be uh, I wouldn't be real good hearing that to be honest yeah i think i've watched that you know over a hundred times and it still gives me chills but yeah i mean it's it's pretty cool feeling um that's it's just obviously a bucket list and and something like i said you dream of and so when you finally accomplish it it's it's a it's a feeling like no other for sure yeah yeah i mean i I have two kids of my own and i mean i'm on a lesser scale than what you guys are working at but when you do succeed at something and the kids are there i feel like and I mean, we kind of seen it with Roxon uh, this year as well when he got his first win uh, with his uh, young guy. You know, it's it's a whole different ball of emotion that hits you. Like it's not about you anymore. It's about the kids and about showing them that hey, you know, if you put your mind to something, you can achieve anything. And and you know, having having the kids there now and doing all that sort of stuff. I mean, explain that difference in emotion. And even for you, Paige, watching the kids see, you know, Christian do so well and watching their excitement must give you, you know, goosebumps every time. Yeah, it's it's so cool. And like Jagger's now like super into it. Like we'll watch practice and he's like, what's daddy in practice? You know, and like he'll he watches like the whole race with me. Like he's watching every lap. Like he's not just like dinging around <laughs> with sticks anymore. And then Lenny doesn't really care. Yeah. She just wants trophies. So like we left this morning. <laughs> we left her this morning. She's like, Daddy, give me a big trophy. I'm like, yeah, girl. Yeah, I think it's I think it's like it's memories is yeah. the big thing. Yeah. Like the pictures they're gonna see when they're older, the videos, the stuff on TV that that'll be recorded and what they can, you know. They might not remember this. I don't know if Jerry will remember this. I mean, I have very few memories when I was five years old, but he's going to have videos. He's going to have all these YouTubes to watch back on and be like, wow, you know, my dad gave it his all and, and he gave us a pretty cool life growing up. Well, that's just like, I was going to get into this a little bit later, but the YouTube, I like, do we both here love the vlogs. Like, it's incredible. Just from the simple fact of what it catches, like, I think it was Houston. There was a few things there when you were sitting in the phone, you're on the phone to Jeff. And you guys were both in tears. 
and you yeah. could hear it in the voice of just the appreciation and just the raw respect from that team for believing in you. And like you could you could do 16 billion interviews and you're never going to get that point across from what every single fan watching that YouTube clip. Just like when you're in the parking garage giving the trophy to the kids and and pages in tears, it's like you can't you can't talk about people have got to watch that and and only a certain yeah. amount of people can sort of vlog that and and sort of let people into that emotion of life and for what you guys do and for the sport like you you look at it the same as me dude and i was like i watch it over and over again because you just you get so much out of it so much raw emotion that it's like it's just yeah you can't you can't put into words thank yeah. you you see it you see a lot of people doing more and more vlogs too and i i love it i watch all the writers vlogs i love seeing behind the scenes yeah. like you're only going to get so much with someone's interview on a podium you know and or just someone that calls you up you're only going to get so much um info out of them so when you see the the rawness like most of the time i don't see the camera she'll be holding it like this on her chest when i'm kind of venting to my mechanic or or just it pumped you know so yeah and then I'll, I'll watch it later on. And, and it is, it is like a hassle to do, but it's worth it after, you know, once not you put for you, it, no, not for her. <laughs> I mean, not for me. She does all the work. So I know it's a hassle for her, but you know, once it's up and uploaded and people, the, you know, the comments we see and, and uh, you know, it's going to be, be on there forever. So it's cool. Yeah. yeah we, you know, for us too, like the way we look at it is you know, we're on a complete opposite side of the world. So we cannot ever, I mean, hopefully we can get over there one day and, and get to meet you guys face to face, but we can't get over there to get to know you guys on a personal level. So this is kind of for Australians, they get to get to know you on a little bit personal level and, and all the vlogs that are coming out, as you said, it's good because there's a whole country over here that is just mad about the sport of motocross and supercross in America. Yeah. We're just so far away. We never get to interact. Um, so having that, is, it helps and that's why Nick says we're all we're massive fans firstly because that's the only way we could ever get the um you know the knowledge and get to see that now we're fortunate enough to do this and and have a you know conversation yeah. with you but beforehand it was like that's the only way we can get any communication so it's it's super rad and and I mean you guys have hit a lot of very personal points on that as well and really open yourselves up and and talked about a lot of things that needed to that you know some people just sweep under the rug and not discuss. You guys went out, said, this is how it is. This is how it all has happened. And, you know, it gives gives people more of appreciation for how that, how much effort and time and energy goes into what you guys do as well. Yeah, for sure. And then, like, I've traveled to New Zealand and, you know, we, we go overseas for these races. Um, not anymore, but we used to. And and people will come up and be like, I watched the vlog, you know, and they, yeah. they can't even speak English, but they watch our stuff. And they, they, they're like, where's Jagger? Where's Lennon? And just stuff <laughs> like that. And we're like, okay, we have to keep this going as long as we can. You know, it's like yeah, the people, the reach it does get, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. And so. as, as I said, for us on a completely different side of the world, it's, it's, the, it is awesome to see. And, and as I said, there's a whole, whole nation over here that wants to watches the sport of motocross, supercross. I mean, there's, I mean, there's a whole crew of riders down here that want to go and race against you guys in the U S and it's like, you know, how, how do we get there? You know, and the, it seems yeah. like the bridge is, is getting a uh, smaller to get over there, but at the moment with everything going on, which is yeah. crap. We, we can't promise you another gentle hunter, but yeah. we're, we're trying, all right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you guys have a good future with those two, so it's fine. Yeah. It's all good, right? 
And you guys have spent a little bit of time with them, uh, obviously, yeah. with Geico last year. I mean, they're just rat bags at the best of times. Yeah. <laughs> like they just, they, uh, we love, we you, love them. Yeah. They always, they're the best. They come and give us hugs every time we see them. Yeah. They like, they just like genuinely care about us. And like, you don't find that in the sport, like their dad, like their whole family, like they want Christian to do good. They tell mm-hmm. Christian all the time, like you taught Jet how to do like go through the loops. Like they're just like super appreciative and they're really great people. I think it's, more so they understand the backstory of, of Christian. Like, uh, and like I've said this to you before, Trent, I was just like, Christian's story gets untold. It gets forgotten about. And then, you know what social media is like? Everyone can freaking have their opinion. That's worth two cents. Yeah. And that, that's one thing like I, I sort of wanted from this is there are so many people over here that are fans of you guys, but they don't understand the story and don't understand why at, at Houston one, when you went over that finish line, it was just an emotion overload. People don't understand why that is. And I think yeah. this is the best thing about it, Trent, is we can sort of deliver that message of why it is because, dude, I wake up every day and I'm just still amazed with it. So Yeah, yeah. And and again, Thank you guys give us the opportunity to even, you know, take an hour out of your time before you have to go to a team dinner. Like, that's so cool to us. We still pinch ourselves every day about the, ability, the uh, you know, the opportunities where we're coming up with but you know you fitness in and then going and doing your stuff like it shows that you know you guys want to get it out there and as I said we're just two massive fans that are sitting here right now um you know just kicking ourselves that we get to the opportunity but uh as I said you know the youtube stuff is is uh one thing um you guys meet go through you know coming off the back of your back injury christian you guys meet then it's it's kind of building you have some good years in in between there some good rides then he said those little niggling injuries was there ever a point during that where you guys sat down and had like a heart to heart of like are we still going to be able to do this was there ever a point like that yeah before he retired retired no after coming back and then oh oh, after no, I think Not really. the, the, the one thing would be the FIM situation I went oh, yeah. through on um, the water. That was just so draining on her, for sure, her. And then the kids, like it went out on everyone, like our whole family. Yeah. And it was to a point where we're like, we kind of looked at each other and we're like, should we just look, you know, should we move on? You know, is it time? So, and, you know, I, I did stick with it and the team stuck with me. So. I am happy because, you know, a year later I, I got two more wins and, and I fought for a title. So yeah. there is more in a tank and, and, uh, you can overcome pretty much anything, you know, how much the biggest thing with that was that like, it would have been so easy to just be like, okay, even if he didn't like give up and like retire, like if we would have just been like, okay, we'll take the t- two year suspension. never mind. But it's yeah. like, we would have rather gone freaking broke just yeah. to prove like, his innocence yeah. or like just to prove that he had like, we had literally no idea what that was. And we still don't, we never, probably never will. Um, that we would have rather done that and like go out trying than anything else. Yeah. And I mean, the, the hardest part of that, and I mean, you guys have touched on this and you've said it before Christian in other interviews is that, you know, it's, it's, less, it's more that people think that you cheated and that, and you didn't yeah. like, there's no, there's no, you can't find where it came from. There's a, a trace amount in, in the, yeah. you know, in the, and, and that's probably more what hurt you guys as well as the reputation of, uh, yeah. yeah, he cheated. And you're like, well, I didn't, there's <laughs> like, it's the trace amount. So he's come from somewhere that I have no idea. And I mean, uh, most of the situations, I think, you know, Brock's is very similar as well in that where don't know where it come from, but now you're tarnished yeah. with that, 
tarnished with that reputation, which is unfair because, you know, as you guys have proven, that you, it wasn't like you were taking anything. And that's, you know, again, I think that vlog you guys did during that period and put out after that really hit that home of like why you fought it and getting the result you guys did was like, this is why we fought it because we really didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like they don't know, like they don't, I don't, I don't want to say they don't care, but yeah, like we got to Switzerland and they were like, all we were asking was for him to like get released for the Supercross season, which was like only Three a couple months. Yeah. And it was only like a couple months, like before his whatever, two year suspension or something. Um, and we got there and they're like, well, when does the season even start? We're like, how do you not know when the season started? Like, and you've done this to us, like our family, how do you not know when the season starts? Mm. And then that's why it was so quick. They're like, Oh yeah, it's no problem. Like he can, he can start in January. I'm like, we are so grateful and happy, but I'm just, it's just, it's just crazy. The whole system, but hopefully they, hopefully Christians was like a lesson to them to kind of like have some kind of better system in place for these guys. Absolutely for future. But how long of notice did they give you to even show up in Switzerland? Well, they kept trying to like, man, it all seems like a blur now. I literally like don't remember. It's like we kept fighting it. We're like, you know, we want to appeal this. Like we had to stay on them. Yeah. It's so disappointing. They just wanted the two years and like wait out the two years. And we're like, no, we want to appeal this. You know, we're going to, and they kept throwing these fees on us. And we're like, no, we're going to pay that fee which is some ridiculous amount. And they're probably like, Oh crap. So it's, it's, he's pretty serious about appealing this. Oh yeah. You know, we kept having to pay like five grand, five or like, yeah, something like that. It's like we're like, all right, we probably spent like 60 grand total on the whole deal. Just fighting it. Wow. You know? And, and it was just like, it's all worth it. Now. But it was worth it. Cause we shut them up. <laughs> <laughs> I was, dude, I was pumped when I seen that. I think it was Instagram. Might've been Twitter. It was like, we are going racing. I was like, yeah, like that. Yeah. That's but it was like a, um, we didn't win. We weren't allowed to say we won. Yeah. Yeah. We agreed with them or something, which is true. I mean, but to us, we won cause he got to go race. So it was yeah. worth it. And, and as you say, Christian, then you got to go out and put, you know, some more wins under your belt and, and have yeah. a semi successful season. Um, fast forwarding to this year. I mean, you were so close to winning that championship. You know, we were you know discussing it on every show and it's like, you know, there's pros and cons to having, either you or Colt win. And I think everyone was mixed bag. Like whoever won, Dude, I think we were from the first, I had a Christian drag all the way. <laughs> and then you had that, I think it was the hand injury and Trent looks at me. He's like, who are you going? I was like, Team Craig, baby, all the way out. <laughs> let's, let's ride this thing out. <laughs> but I mean, you know, make, making the switch from the Honda to the Yamaha was a big, big change for you. And, and, it was a great step, I think, for you taking that next level in your career. Um, well, especially coming off motocross on the Honda the year before as well. Like, I feel yeah. like you've really started to put this back to back. And unfortunately, that leg injury put you out at the the uh, second to last round. But man, it's it's been a you know a solid couple of years so far. Yeah, I mean, when I signed that deal last year, um, at the end of Supercross, I knew it was like, all right, I have to step up and 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 produce wins. Um, I have to be in this title hunt. That's what I'm expected of. And if not, I'm going to get kicked to the curb pretty much. You know, that this team is pretty straight up. Um, they're going to tell you when you suck and they're going to tell you when you ride good. So, yeah. um, I think that's, that's the biggest thing I was held very accountable and, and put on a pretty strict program, which I always trained hard, but I never had the trainer where 
it pretty much records every single thing I do, anything I eat, you know, it's, it's to the T of, of training. So fully believe in that. And then obviously it paid off in my season and, um, I fought for the championship, you know, came down to me and Colt. Um, and I think at Salt Lake, I was, I wanted it so bad that I almost got ahead of myself, you know, like I was so fired up inside and I can, I could see that, that number one plate hanging in our, you know, in my trophy room. I'm like, like I was literally imagining it. And, um, I think I just got a little too ahead of myself and just miscalculated a rhythm section right there. That was, that was the end of that. So, um, I still accomplished a lot, a lot more than, um, people thought I would. Um, and you know, I have another chance to do it next year. Yeah. Well, that's the like that and goes back to the vlogs as well. Like, dude, getting off crutches onto your yeah. motorcycle to go ride the heat race, like how? <laughs> like, like you've got to know in your head that wow, this hurts. It's just like what were you just feeding on adrenaline? Was it just how do you do Yeah. That? I was just I, I think in my head I just had to try. Yeah. You know, I'm like, if I could fit this boot on and just get on the bike and maybe maybe I won't hurt as bad and I can kind of put a lot of pressure on one side. Um, and, and as soon as I hit the first jump, I knew I'm like, this isn't going to work. I'm not going to roll around here. So let's get off and, and head home and get surgery. So yeah, yeah, it wasn't like a big, it wasn't a big injury, but it was enough to, you know, not, I couldn't like suck it up and, and, <laughs> you know, take enough Advil to, to make it work that night. Yeah. Well, after surgery, it was like 17 or 18 days and you were back riding the motorcycle. Is that right? Yeah. I think 17 days after a plate in my leg. So that's, that's not, I mean, not, not ideal. I mean, it is <laughs> six to eight weeks. It's a six to eight week injury. And, um, <laughs> I had a timeline in my head. I wanted to, I wanted to ride at this date and I wanted to, you know, make round one at Paula. So yeah, I put that in my head and we made it happen. So luckily it's getting better. It's getting better now. It still bugs me. I'm having to tape it every time I ride and um, just stuff like that. But it's only going to get better from here on out. Nick, that that night though, you know, in that practice and qualifying. Oh, dude, I wasn't those, good. Those, I wasn't good. Those, that woo speed you were showing that day, like as you said, I you were definitely yeah. in that, re- that number one plate. Like yeah. the way you went through that whoop section, I was like... It's not humanly possible to go through that fast. And I mean, I think I think they've pulled sector times and you were like quicker than anybody on the two fifty F. And I'm like, that is ridiculous to be to be and, but and the the weeks leading up to that, like me and Colt ride and train together. Yeah. And I was literally just having the best weeks on the bike, off the bike. Like I was so confident in myself. Like I said, I think I, I wanted it too much and I wanted it to happen too much, too fast. And, uh, man, he was just patient with it. He let it come to him and I tried to force it. And, and unfortunately, I bit me. But I was the guy that was chasing that red plate. And that's how it goes sometimes. Well, this sort of another question I got is how does how do you go with this page? Like, how do you sit there in the stands and physically have to watch this week in and week out? Like, is it just like an emotional roller coaster? Or do you not want to watch the track? Do you watch the score tower or like, how do you I get by? I think it used to be really bad. And now I'm just like, I trust that he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Minus that night. I think she knows. <laughs> she knows like the day before like heading to the track, she knows how I'm going to do you know, like just really? my demeanor or it's weird. Like she'll know 
if I'm going to have an off day or it's going to be a struggle, she's, she knows it before it even happens. It's yeah. How, how are we looking tomorrow, Paige? How's it going to go? <laughs> she, it's not, it's too early. I, yeah, it's too early. <laughs> <laughs> is it like an after dinner thing? <laughs> it's like morning when I wake up, if I'm yeah. grumpy and I'm He's like, crabby yeah. or what? <laughs> no, but I, I don't know. I feel like as much as like, as I get like, not annoyed, but like when I do the vlogs, I'm just like, Oh, I wish I could just like be in this moment. Like, I wish I wasn't having to film it. And then like, we go through moments and I'm like, Shit, I need to take out the vlog, you know, because I want like everyone to be able to see that. Yeah. But, um, it kind of distracts me too, which I feel like is good. Like his crash. Did I get it recorded? Oh. No. Okay. So that was practice. So I'll get like a couple of his fast laps recorded and then I'll like turn the camera off so I can like watch him. Yeah. And then, um, but yeah, when he crashes, I don't know. I just, I always just assume the worst, honestly. <laughs> it's really bad. So <laughs> when I saw that, like, he was able to, like, walk and, like, it, I don't know. I feel like that one wasn't that bad. No. My and, like, I was just so was proud of him. Like, okay. What? My first impression when I saw it, I was just, like, I saw him get up and I was like, he's okay. It's all good. Yeah. And then he started, like, sort of stumbling a little bit and sort of getting his breath. And Master just started coming to him. I was like, not good. Not good. <laughs> yeah. And I just like, remember like this year was like unreal for him. So although it like sucked, like you have to remember like how great of a year it was. And he got like two wins and we didn't know if he would ever win again, you know, after like the FIM thing and just, I don't know, you just have to look at it from like a positive perspective or it'll just kill you inside. Well, going back to sort of when Geico split up, there would have been weeks where you were sitting down together going, what are we going to do? Like how soon after the Geico breakup sort of did the, the monster star Yamaha deal come up? Like how were those weeks of, were you going to be planning to go privateer? No, it happened beforehand. It did happen beforehand. Yeah. Didn't it? Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. I, well, I was pretty much told that I wasn't going to have a ride at Geico because they yeah. had amateurs coming up and you know, I, I didn't blame them. I, I was didn't have the results that they expected. And, um, luckily Bobby, Bobby Reagan gave me a, a shot inside me. So yeah, this was all done before we found out about Geico stepping away. And yeah. so, I mean, it's easy to look at it and be like, Oh, he knew it. That was all happening. So he jumped over there, but you know, but Bobby has been trying to get him for like three years. <laughs> yeah. He would like, anytime we would walk by Bobby, we're like, Oh no, oh no, here he comes. <laughs> Because he would come over and be like, hey, Christian, you know, whenever you're ready, you know, come over here to store. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you can't leave my dad. <laughs> but um, then, then, yeah, the Geico thing, like he didn't really, it seemed like they didn't have a spot for him. So we're like, okay, maybe it's time now to do the Yamaha. So I think we did that. Salt Lake. Salt Lake yeah. yeah, but it was, when was it? May or June. Yeah, May or June. And then um, my dad got the, the email from Geico right before the Loretta race. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but so, they were still like a little hopeful that it would like yeah, work out then. But my dad still went to the race and he told everybody because he wanted to make sure that no one was out of the loop. He's like, if you guys do whatever you want, like I understand. Like we don't know where this is going to go. Yeah. Um. So that was cool. Like he, everyone knew what was happening. Yeah, but we didn't know it was going to be that bad at the end. I don't. I don't think Christian could have gave them a better send off than the final round of pro motocross last year. Him and him, uh, yeah. and him going one yeah. two like that was just like a a massive f you to Geico. Like this <laughs> is what we can do. So that was something that I remember. I was watching. I was going, "That's just that's just that's like I don't know if it's just calm. It was just calming to see." 
I was just like, that's that's cool that they finally sort of. And it was on, like so. Jet and Joe, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, Literally the whole team killed it that day. And it was like, the team's gone. Are you kidding me? Like they just went one, two and one, two, another one, you know? So it's like, it sucks, but with such a big sponsor and we're, we're not that big of a sport, you know, they're not, they're not going to really see that unfortunately. But a cool story after that night, um, like, so all the 250 teams are like, you know, they're rivals. And like PC is one of like Geico's biggest rivals for years. Yeah. And after that night, Mitch like went over to my dad and he's like, what can I do to like keep you guys? Like, what do I have to do? Yeah. And it, it was just, it was so cool. Cause I stuff that like nobody would know. And yeah. I don't know that I just think that's like super, super cool. Yeah. That, and I mean, it's one of those legacy teams too. It's been around for such a long time, as you said. And he understands. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, Mitch has been around a long time too. And, and can understand being a self cell phone team going, Hey, right. what, what do we, what, and we can't, you know, continue to lose teams in the sport either. Cause that's just gonna, you're gonna hurt it. It so, just looks bad on everybody. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but I mean, it's a super cool legacy that you, you know, your dad and Ziggy and, and the whole guy, you know, factory connection crew put together there over those mm-hmm. years. I remember the first team when LaRocco sort of came out on that, you know, on that, um, Jack in the box, Honda. Yeah, yeah, dude. I was like, I was. It was so cool. And then you know, then having Wyndham there for a lot of years. Do you remember much of that page, like the early on stuff, like the how it sort of started off as just little, and then it sort of grew into what you know what it became there towards the end. Like, do you remember much of that early on stuff? I remember all of it. The, my first like memory with like the team is my dad got a a motorhome, like a gray motorhome with a black number five on it. Yeah. made in like in Minnesota. I'm from Minnesota. So he got it made like it just like this local place. I got it all like custom. And I just like remember going in. I'm like, this is so cool. Like this, <laughs> like RV, like it's going to be at the races in California. I just thought that that was like so cool. But yeah, I remember all those times. And it's yeah. like, it's, it's so cool to like look back on and realize how lucky I was to like experience that on that kind of level. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, um, as I said, like for me, like I've, pro- I've been a massive fan of that team. Like I remember one of my, what my 08 Sierra 450 I had, had like the race team kit, like the same kit. Cause I was like, I just love the team so much. I think yeah. it was like Torco oils here or something like that. Yeah, it was too. Yeah. I, that was I, sick. That was the sickest black ever. So I remember I was like, like Torco, I, no fear, I think. Was it no yeah. fear too? Yeah. Then yeah. I think there was one year where it was, uh, samsung as well like there's so many yeah it called outside brands too that you know that obviously your dad had to put all that stuff together and and um you know bring in those outside sponsors obviously geico towards the end but it was always super rad to see these different companies in the in the napster yeah yep that was a cool one too (laughs) there's so many so it's it's a cool you know a cool thing and unfortunately it's gone and hopefully one day we we could hopefully see it back but um yeah yeah, it's it's one of those things where you need those those sponsors in the sport, which unfortunately yeah. seem to be disappearing, not not coming. Yeah, in. So there's is... plenty of conversations could be had about that. That is for sure. <laughs> um, I mean, one thing we got to touch on, Nick, is obviously we got to congratulate you guys on. You know, next on my list. <laughs> yeah, I beat you to it. Uh, you know, expecting your third child. Uh, three is uh, that's a lot. <laughs> I got two, and I'm like, yeah, two. So, um, congratulations, like guys. I mean, that's thanks. Pretty cool. Pray for us. The, the real no. The, the more challenging thing is, dude. They are moving across country. Yeah. While being pregnant with their third child. Like, how are you guys dealing with that? Like, obviously trying to sell the house that you have in in SoCal. Have you purchased property in Tallahassee or is like where are you at with it? Well, the pregnancy is the last thing on the list. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, we just sold it. We put our house up on the market and like the next day we had 30 showing requests. So that thing's already sold. Jeez. That's and cool. now I'm just like trying to find a house in Tallahassee and trying to find Jagger school and trying to find someone to push a baby out, but I'll figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to catch it eventually. So that's like the last on my list. There'll be, there'll be someone at the goat farm with capabilities. I'm sure. Right, there'll be something. <laughs> so yeah, it's a lot, but like you have to like, life isn't always going to be like this and it's, you just have to enjoy it. Like it's, it's a really cool opportunity and like, I don't know. It's, I don't know. You just have to enjoy it. Yeah. It's cool. And I mean, the other thing too, Christian is obviously signing your deal for the next couple of years with uh, Monster Star Yamaha. So he obviously showed a lot of, you know, a, a lot to Bobby Reagan this year saying, hey, I can do this. Give me some, you know, another opportunity. And he's he's giving you that and the 450 ride uh, in yeah. a motocross too. I mean, that's got to be a big weight off your guys' shoulders for the next couple of years going, yeah, we're, we know where we're going to be and we can really concentrate now. We're not sort of thinking about what's going to happen. Well, it is just a one-year contract. Oh, one-year option. Sorry. It kind of sounded like it's kind of, they kind of made it sound like it was two whenever they like posted it. Yeah. yeah. But it's just because it was two contracts. It was a 250 contract and a 450. So it was like two separate ones. Yeah. But yeah, if like he does certain things, he can get like renewed and stuff. But, you know, always looking at the glass half empty, you know, yeah. just to prepare. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. I mean, it's awesome to see and Christian on the 450 so far, you know, starting off with coming off not much preseason riding in motocross coming off the injury. I mean, we, everyone did the preseason shows and we know how good you were. It was a question mark of where your fitness and where that injury was, but you've come out and just been absolutely lightning fast early on. And we've been just sitting going, Christian can ride. Yeah, he, it, it wasn't a surprise though. Nah. We, from what we've seen him ride a 450 last year, we're like, why would you not back that? Like yeah. that is like the fact that it's not even in the conversation is just ridiculous. Yeah. My, my question is to that, like how, where are you at in the fitness level? Like you didn't get as much time on the bike. You've come back quickly from the injury. Are we at a hundred percent? Are you still building at this point? I think I'm close to a hundred percent. I mean, practicing there's the racing, obviously I need to, I need to get better with starts and stuff like that. But um, I'm battling with, with the group of guys that I expect to be battling with. Um, I'm right off of pace of, of a podium. So it's pretty crazy. It's, but it is where I belong and I just got to believe it a little bit more and and I'll I'll be there, but it's been fun. It's been solid so far, Um, but it's, it's early in the season, you know, it's a lot can play out. So I just got to keep taking it moto by moto and, and, and see how it goes. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. The guys that you're battling with, dude, he, he literally sat with Eli for, Friggin' 30 minutes the other yeah. day and just ate everything that come from his rear wheel. Like yeah. Yeah. that's just <laughs> it's just ridiculous. But what sort of tracks are you looking forward to? Like where where are you like sort of in your head, you're like, I can't wait to go here, I can't wait to go here because it's something that might be familiar to you or you might have real good emotion about it or well, like this week is is pretty important to me because the last couple of times I've been here, I've rode like crap and yeah. And I don't think I was in the best, I wasn't in the best shape the last time I came here. I, I was dealing with the injury the two years ago. So this is like, it's almost like things I want to check off. Like I, I want to ride good here. I know I can, this dirt kind of suits me. It's a little harder packed underneath. So those are the things I'm looking at. It's like, I want to go to these tracks and, and do better and have a good feeling about it instead of, Oh, I came here last year and sucked. And, and, you know, I want to change that. So that's more of the thing I'm looking at is, is trying to better my results at the places that I usually struggle. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had his best, his favorite track. Parlor was the first round. He live in twenty minutes yeah. track, or whatever it is. So yeah. you'd be looking forward to that finale at, at uh, Parlor as well when we get back there. Um, but you'll be yeah. an East Coast guy soon, so you'll be uh, you'll be definitely used to the ruts and the bumps of the. East Coast. I know. I need it though. I need I need to get used to that rutted Supercross stuff. Um, yeah. I struggled in Indy when the when the tracks break down. Like in Indy, it's just so soft, and I'm I'm kind of feel lost out there. So I need to get comfortable with that stuff. So I think. This is gonna this is gonna grow it's gonna help me grow with the those tracks and the stuff that happens in the main events you know stuff like that so i am looking forward to this i think it's gonna take me to another level that that i do need to get to to finally bring home a number one plate yeah and and again uh, you say you were in minnesota you were construction when you had that you know retirement period but you've been a socal guy most of your life so it's yeah. a pretty big transition for you to head east and and to move everything over there like that's um you know a big big step in your career and as you said hopefully it it uh brings home that number one plate um and i know right. nick over here he's he's gonna be riding that all the way hey, <laughs> dude i've like i made a bet like with so many people with like my favorite riders if they're ever intention of winning a championship come vegas or something like that the, the rule of thumb is i go there yeah like savachi's really fucked <laughs> me a few times so uh christian can you just make it happen for me so i can get like a happy yeah. trip in and you know it'll be just a celebration so we can make that happen that's, really the plan. Cool. that's the plan no i'm excited it's it's uh it's gonna be a big change for us uh, we've lived in we lived in uh florida for one summer and we loved it you know we the heat was ridiculous, but we loved it. We loved, uh, it was just us and Jagger in a little apartment. We're like, I think we could see ourselves living here one day. And you know, five years, five years later, we're actually moving there. So and a couple kids. yeah, with a couple of kids, is Jagger pumped about it? Like, is he, is he sort of, understand? No, no. Oh. oh no. California is hard to beat. California yeah. is really hard. He just likes his school, like his friends. So, but he makes friends with, the wall, so he'll be fine. <laughs> are you planning on flying Carson Mumford? Is it Mum? Uh, are you planning on flying him over? Like, is he just going to be like the, the next part of the family? Sad. He, hey? yeah, he's already pretty sad. About I'm pretty this. sure he's probably already cried. When I told him that our house <laughs> sold, he's like, no way, and he was sending me all these old pictures of us. <laughs> I'm like, we're not dying. It's okay. We'll fly you out. <laughs> I, I love watching him on the line with Dagger. Like, it, yeah. whenever Christian's away uh, or training, it's like, Carson, yeah. you that dude is so cool to watch. Yeah. <laughs> He is like a little brother, our big brother to them, you know, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously he's going to be the third generation. You see, he's been doing some racing and some riding and stuff like that. Are you just kind of like, whenever he feels like it, just let him go. You're not pushing him into racing or anything like that. Is he like, is he pestering you guys to go to the track and go race and go ride? No, not yet. Not yet. He's he's always going to have a dirt bike in the garage. Yeah. Um, But he's not fired up about it. He'd rather go golf right now, which is fine with me too. So <laughs> with Jack. It's, it's fine. I will, yeah. I'll take him golfing every day if, if that's what he wants, but yeah. there'll always be a dirt bike. And he's always going to know how to ride a bike. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. going to be the thing. Like whenever he wants to go with his buddies, he's going to know how to ride and be safe. And, yeah. and you know, maybe he'll take off one day, but we'll see. Yeah. I remember this is probably going back maybe a year ago. Now I was watching a vlog and it might have been like one of the the junior races or something like that. And and Jager come in, and he was like, I think he's. I, I don't know if I'm going to say this wrong, but he was upset because he didn't win. Because when you win, yeah. you guys get excited. And I was sitting, <laughs> I was sitting on the couch with my girlfriend at the time, and she looks over at me, and I'm a frigging mess. Like I'm, I'm tearing oh, up. Oh, what did he say? He crashed. Oh, he crashed yeah. on the finish line. What did he say? I can't remember, but yeah, it was sad. He said. 
I don't know. He said something, something sad. Oh, he said, I just want to make you guys happy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. And I was sitting there, dude. I'm like, Jagger, you always make us happy. You're <laughs> yeah. fine. Yeah. They're funny. Some of the stuff. Oh, they dude. My girlfriend's just like, are you okay? I was like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, he's got a big heart. He loves, I mean, it's cool that. He's like that, but he's, he's just not aggressive enough to like want to race yet. And that's, yeah. that's perfectly fine with me. Yeah. So. yeah. As, as you said, you'll take him golfing every day of the week rather than out to yeah. the track and yeah. outing. Give him some golf lessons. Maybe that'll yeah. take off. I got a feeling Lennon's going to be the one that's just hard to yeah. get on the brakes. <laughs> yeah. I think she's going to be the crazier one where Jagger's a little more reserved. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, I mean, maybe she'll be the one that takes over the dirt bikes. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like my household at the moment, actually. Dude, it is. <laughs> it's very similar. It's scary how similar that is. My daughter is just crazy. I, she's five. And They're I crazy. I put her on a 65 at five years old and she's just killing it. I'm like, you shouldn't even be Ill- illegally allowed to ride. I was like, thing. you should probably go to jail for oh, doing that. She 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 breaks <laughs> she breaks a PW fifty, and I'm like, you're crazy, mate. Just <laughs> calm yeah. down on me, please. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Yeah, they're crazy. So I, I they are. That the girls are so much easier to to teach things and to say, hey, go do this, and they just go and do it. And you're like, wow, <laughs> how does that work? Yeah. yeah. Final thing I have on my list, and this is probably going to be really hard to answer, Paige is how do you deal so well with like the social media backlash, obviously like the Ferrandis incident, the, the incident with Jet and obviously everybody in this injury. So they all have uh, something to say on social media. How do you, how do you sit there and read it and deal with it and, and, and sort of block that out? Like that's, that's something that mentally must just be frigging draining. Um, Ferrandis. I that wasn't was affected at all. No, that I was mean, mainly on our side with yeah. Brandon. Like, they, yeah, everyone was like supporting us to the point where we felt bad for him and them. Because, yeah. yeah. like, you get it. Like, this is just racing. Like, at the end of the day, we're all people. Like, yeah. we're all, I'd like to think we all have good hearts. And he's done dumb things when racing, just like not thinking. And they all have. Yeah. Um, and so that one, I feel like the jet thing, I, I shut off my Instagram for, yeah. Cause I had to race. It was a Tuesday. It was a Saturday night and I had to race Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I'm shutting my Instagram off until I have to race again. You well, know? But we knew like, we knew with jet, we were fine. Like, cause yeah. Dazzy is dad. Yeah. He called my dad like that night. And he's like, Oh my God, can you believe it? Like what everyone's saying? Like their bars just locked. My dad's like, I know. And then here I am, I'm crying probably. <laughs> and just like blocking people. And, but like Jet, he, I mean, him and Christian know more than anyone what happened. Yeah. And I don't know. It, it just sucks. Like when people think like you're a bad person, I guess. Yeah. Which is what like sucked about the Frandis thing too, is because like, you know, like he's gotten people were mad at you for something with Joey Savachi and the whoops. Like the, some people are so mad about that. Yeah. In like 2016. But I don't know. People are just, they're crazy and <laughs> now I just block them. Yeah. I used to like it used to just like bum me out and I'd like talk back and I just block them. Yeah, you have to because I mean there's some people with some takes where you're just like, what what planet are we all sitting on yeah. here right now? And you never check vital during those moments. Honestly, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, we're not, we're not. If I ever need to feel good about myself, I go on vital. And I just read it. And I'm like, dude, where are you? Like, which planet are you freaking on right now? Because there's oh, some bloody stuff. They're like facts they know. I'm oh. like, oh my gosh. Like, and oh, Christian knew about the Geico closing. Like, and they have all these facts. I'm like, oh my God, you guys are so lucky. I don't have an account. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that like, way. Your, your social media page, just keep doing what you're doing. Like the, uh, I think it was that the, you're at the car wash and Lena must have locked the car or something. <laughs> and you had to, the story yeah. from that day, I was in frigging tears. Like it was that <laughs> funny. And then it must have been, did you have eye, eye surgery? Is that right? I LASIK, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Your tweets from that were just, I was in (laughs) tears. I was like, I'm thinking about Christian who's like had the nuttiest like back injuries and just decides to get up and start walking. And then I I read your stuff and it's just, it is literally the funniest thing ever. So keep, keep that up for sure. I love it. Thank you. I got to be dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring, the, bring the drama. That's for sure. Well, guys, we appreciate you giving the time. We better let you run off to, to do the team dinner and that sort of stuff. And as I said, we appreciate you giving us the time. We'd love to have you guys back on again and Christian, you on as well. And I mean, yeah. we, as we said, we've got about five hours worth of notes for you guys and we've kind of skimmed across uh, some of the big stuff we wanted to hit on. But um, if you guys uh, ever got the time, we'd love to have you back on and, and sit down and go through some more stuff with you for sure but we definitely appreciate you giving us the time yeah thank you guys thank you no dramas well we will uh hopefully christian on the box this weekend that's what we're all both uh going with here so hopefully we see you up there and uh we'll be sending through the messages of support if that happens oh no mate <laughs> press conference tomorrow oh yeah it'll just oh uh, yeah you'll know you'll know what's up <laughs> <laughs> you get on the podium we're coming in hot. we're coming in hot straight to you <laughs> uh, all right, sweet. Pre- appreciate that's it guys good. we'll uh, definitely uh keep in contact and uh, have you back on soon but yeah thank you for the time thank Thanks. you so much nice to meet you guys that I'm a fan of the show. What you guys got going on is awesome. And whoever's listening out there, you better keep freaking watching these guys because they're, they're doing some cool stuff, man. So...